But I do think that scheduling things is making a promise to yourself. And it's not just saying, oh, at some point today, I'm going to do this. No, you've put it in a calendar, you've scheduled it, you're going to get a notification when it's time to do it. And so that has really helped me in in pushing through and, and being motivated to get something done. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. My name is Femke. And my name is Charlie. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about something super nerdy, which, I mean, is pretty much every episode for us. Pretty on brand. (laughs) Yeah, pretty on brand. We're going to talk about weekly planning, how to plan your week, how to stay motivated throughout the week and just get things done. Uh, I think it should be good to talk about. It was, came in as a request from a listener who said that they try and try, but the weeks tend to change a day after they plan them. Been there, have felt that. So yeah, this, this will be good to tackle, I think. First though, Fem, how is life? What have you been up to? Anything new to update us on? Life is good. Not much updates. I have been busy at work. I head to New Zealand next week. Actually, it's less than a week from now. I know the countdown's really on. So I've just been wrapping up my project at work and sort of tying all the loose ends because I'm going to be gone for a month, which is so long. All of my colleagues are like, you're back like after a couple of weeks, right? And I'm like, no, it's like four weeks. So it's it's a pretty long time. So I'm just making sure all my work will be, you know, handled while I'm away and I don't have to stress out and freak out too much while I'm gone. But it's been a fun week. We had our work Christmas party, even though Christmas was a month ago. <laughs> um, we had a delayed sort of work Christmas party this week, which was really fun. Nice to hang out with my colleagues. I've been doing lots of running. I think I shared in our first episode of the year that I wanted to run 50 kilometers this month yes you did yeah so I've been trying to run more at the time of this recording it's the 17th of January so just after halfway through the month and I'm at I think like 26 or 27 kilometers so I'm on track that's pretty good yeah Yeah. I'm on track I think I'm I hope I'm gonna make it this month um yeah I'll be pretty proud of myself if I manage to run 50k but yeah otherwise just still making videos surprisingly I'm still going at it which has been really fun and it's been super fun to engage with people through my videos in the comments I've never really been a YouTube commenter you know what they all say like don't read their comments but it's been really nice to actually have conversations with people in there and talk about design and how other people are designing and their process so Yeah, it's been going good. Although I have to admit, I did have a bit of a freak out this week where I was having a perfectionist moment where I really struggled to put my video live because I was like, I know I could do this better, but sometimes you have to make that trade off, right? It's like either I just publish it now and take the learnings and keep moving forward or you stand still and stress out and finesse over tiny tiny details that probably no one's really going to notice but you notice and then you just end up kind of stuck there for a little while I was really having that moment this week when I came really close to not publishing because I was freaking out over the quality of my video I'm really glad that you pushed through it because <laughs> that's honestly just what you have to do in order to keep publishing regularly. It's just, yeah. I know. Part of what you have to do. So that's good. Yeah. How about you? Tell us about your exciting week. Well, my little sister got married this week, which was Yay! super exciting. I was the maid of honor. 
The wedding was so much fun. It was out at Boom Rock, which is a venue in Wellington that um, is kind of on the coast and it's absolutely stunning. Uh, so the pictures, I think, are going to look amazing. I can't wait to see them all. Oh my gosh. It was just a fun day, fun night of dancing, really good food. Like, I had never been to a wedding with food as good as that before. So it was super fun. But I, f- I do feel a little bit, like, emotionally drained afterwards, you know, like... I don't know, the past few months have all been leading up to that. So now that it's over, I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? <laughs> you can take a breath. <laughs> yeah, take a breath and then move on to all the projects that I've been neglecting because of wedding stuff. <laughs> so yeah, I've got a lot to do for sure on side projects that I'm um, trying to fit in. And it's always just hard to keep going as much on side projects when you're not in your usual space. At least I find that anyway. Yeah. I'm still over here in New Zealand and I'm in an Airbnb in Wellington right now, have been for about the past week. And so, yeah, it's uh, been difficult, that, that's to say the least, but I'm still trying to push through and get some things done. Yeah. And I saw on Twitter that you did a little workshop recently. Oh, yeah. Or a little talk. I forgot about that. Yeah. Tell us. Put out a message saying that I was going to be in Wellington if there's any meetups or anything you know, happening while I was here that wanted a speaker, let me know. And UX Wellington reached out. It's a meetup for UX designers and said that they'd love to have me speak. So that was super fun. I presented my workshop that I'd done at Epicurrence. And also I presented to our design life community um, sometime last year about self-promotion for designers, basically talking to people about how to build their reputation, figure out what they want to be known for and go out and make it happen. So it went across really well. I had some great conversations with people afterwards. So I'm really, really pleased with that. So that's the first like public speaking of the year. Checked off the list. Already done. (laughs) Yep. Already done. Got a few more lined up um, for the year as well. So yeah, feeling feeling pretty good about 2019 and upcoming in in that regard. Girl, you always know how to make the most of every opportunity, even when you're (laughs) like traveling and on the other side of the world. It's amazing. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Um, shall we move into talking about weekly planning? Because yes. I mean, um, I was trying to think of a good segue to do with like making the most of it, planning your week, <laughs> but yeah, let's just talk about it. <laughs> How do you plan your week? Is that a good place to start? Should we talk about what we currently do Yeah. in, in regards to this? Cause I don't know. Do you plan it even? That, that should be a good question to start with. Yeah. So I am more of a routine planner as opposed to week by week. Ooh, okay. Yeah, makes sense. So I really live by my calendar. I use, you know, a digital calendar. And and I'm mentioning this specifically because I have friends that don't use digital calendars still and they have a notebook. Yeah, it's really funny. A friend of mine was over at my house recently and she saw we have in my house a tablet that we're, we're not really using anymore. We decided to stick it up on our wall and it has the calendar on it, like 24 seven and it's in our hallway. So me and my partner Owen always have access to the calendar and we can see what's going on and we see each other's calendars and we have a house calendar as well. So we can have things on there relating to the house that we then both see. And anyway, my friend saw it and was like, wow, this is so organized. I'm still living through a notebook. Basically what I do is I have recurring things set in my calendar that I want to do. It's not habit building, but it's things that are related to my goals that I like by putting it in my calendar, I'm like making a commitment. Like I'm going to do this thing. It's in the calendar. It's non-negotiable. You know, I can plan around it. So if something comes up, I know, oh no, at that time I've already planned to do this thing. So 
For example, most of those things are related to exercise. So I have my yoga classes in my calendar. So I see that coming up every week. I have my runs scheduled in my calendar. I have uh, this podcast chat whenever we record an episode that is recurring in my calendar. Things like that I have recurring. And then I also have chores recurring in my calendar as well, which is not really like a planning thing, but I'm just mentioning it because it's there. And when I look at my week, I always see like, okay, I know that on Saturday I'm on cleaning the bathroom or doing the washing or something like that. And that actually does kind of help me structure my weekend in a way, because then I know like, okay, well, I know I have these commitments that I have to do, these chores or whatever. So I make sure that I leave time to do those. And then when it comes to the rest, honestly, I wish I could say that I was a super vigilant person that sat down on Sunday evenings and spent an hour, you know, blocking out time and scheduling the rest of my week. But I do not do that. Um, My weeks can be really unpredictable. I can get meeting requests for things one hour in advance of the meeting sometimes. So when you're getting that little notice, it can be really hard to plan and structure your day. But I definitely am the kind of person that if something's coming up like an event or we've organized a dinner with somebody, the first thing I always do is throw it in the calendar so that I don't schedule over that time and honor that that event is there. I really like that. And I always appreciate how you will add in, like, even if I know you're visiting London, we plan to have breakfast together, you'll send a calendar invite for it. Yes, I am that person. I'm sorry. You are that person. (laughs) And I love that you're that person. I try well okay I have a lot of things recurring in my calendar too but I would say over the past few months like it was in the ramp up to my trip and maybe even I want to say since moving house um back in September I've sort of been off kilter with it and haven't been really paying attention to it so I have like a recurring time for breakfast each day a recurring time for um exercise a recurring time each morning for what side project we're going to work on but I've been ignoring them for the most part. (laughs) Why do you think that is? Well, I think it's just because like life has been out of balance and there's been a whole bunch of new things like, I don't know, moving house. Um, you know, ever since then there was a lot of building furniture, finding this, organizing that, doing this admin task that really took over and took over a lot of those usual times. But yeah, I really just need to get back to it. I'm traveling at the moment. And so <laughs> my calendar is all well off kilter. It tells me to have breakfast at some insane time yeah. at night, you know, because it's um, set in, in UK time. But still, uh, I think that what I should do is actively delete those things when I know I'm not going to use them so that they don't become something that I'm just blind to. You know how we get like banner blindness on websites when oh, yes. people advertise to us? We just don't even see banners anymore. I think I've got that with my calendar and with these recurring events for myself because I just never use them. So I just always ignore them, but I want to pay attention to them because I think that is a really good way to organize your week. And it was working for me for a long time, especially the side projects and different mornings thing. That's kind of the one part of this that I have been almost keeping up with um, since moving house is having like, okay, Monday mornings is when I'm going to edit my YouTube videos. Tuesdays is when I'm going to work on Patreon stuff, like, you know, splitting all that out so that I have a lot of time to focus on each thing um, has been really, really helpful for me. I would say in general, my weekly plan, though, I think about what I need to get done that week and I write that in my bullet journal 
um, for the week. I think I actually have a video coming out this weekend about the bullet journal that we could link to in the show notes and how I'm using it where you can see this part that I'm talking about. But yeah, I write about what I want to do each week and then I can refer to that each day to make sure that I'm scheduling things in. But that's as far as I go in scheduling my week, I suppose. But I kind of always have in mind an idea of what I need to achieve that week, what I need to get done. And so then I do leave it a little bit more open in terms of when I actually get it done, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I used to be a bit more proactive and thoughtful about planning my week with the bullet journal. I used to try having like a weekly view for every week, but I just found that I wasn't using it. I I was more using the bullet journal on a day-to-day basis and wasn't really planning. Like one thing I tried to do was at the end of my workday before I went home is plan the next day, for example. And I just never, it, it just never stuck with me. So it seems to be that I prefer in the morning coming in and doing it then when it's more fresher on my mind. I, I don't know. Uh, but I never really found the weekly view super helpful. Um, but one thing that I do find helps kick me a bit into gear with this a bit more is if I have a deadline, then I'm a little bit more thoughtful and proactive about, you know, allocating time to things. And I do this quite often in my work calendar. If I have a deadline coming up, then I'll actually block out boxes of time in my calendar, like a four hour block or something that just says like design time. And that way, when people are looking at my calendar and trying to find a a spare moment to have a meeting with me, you know, they can see that I've blocked out this time for myself and hopefully, unless the meeting's like really urgent, uh, schedule it for outside of that focused work time. And I found that that's worked pretty well for me because when it comes up in my calendar, like, oh, now I'm about to enter like super design focused time, I actually get stuff done. So that's been pretty helpful. That's great. And I I see a lot of my workmates doing something similar on their calendars, blocking out time. I think that I probably would too if I wasn't like, you know, regularly in the UK time zone where my mornings are always quiet because my teammates are in America and they're still asleep. Uh, I think that I would do the same thing if that was the case, just because that focus time is super important. And if you leave your calendar open, then people will fill it with meetings. I think that, well, you put out a question in our community asking what is the thing that usually causes weekly plans to crumble? And the most common response was meetings. meetings. <laughs> like meetings suddenly popping up, people scheduling them, or like, I don't know, being in them and it not being worth your time at the end. That's really frustrating. They are a huge bane on, on us creatives. They're necessary, though, a lot of the time. Sometimes they're not, but a lot of the time they are, especially if you're part of a company. So doing things like taking back control of your calendar, I feel like is what you're doing by scheduling design time. You're saying, hey, this is important to me. Is your meeting really more important than me getting this project done? Yeah. Because that's what it will take if you want to schedule something in this time. Exactly. And we've tried to experiment with no meeting Thursdays, but it just never happens. Like there's always someone that comes and schedules a meeting on Thursday because what do you know? Thursday is the day that everyone has time in their calendar because it's no meeting Thursday. So let's put a meeting there. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't work in my experience anyway. So yeah, meetings can definitely be disruptive, especially not just to your week, but also like in the moment to your flow. I've had several times where I've been late to meetings because I was in the flow and didn't realize 
oh my gosh, it's 10 minutes past. I was supposed to be there 10 minutes ago. Uh, and that can be super disruptive. So I don't know. I don't have a solution for like how to make meetings better. But if there's something you can do proactively to kind of schedule and plan your week so that you can make sure you still get the important work stuff done and and, and attend the important meetings, then yeah, then that that's great. Let me know what your secret is. Yeah, I think that honestly, companies need to get better, like people on the team, I guess, about scheduling meetings in advance because I mean, I don't mind meetings when I know about them um, and when I know that they're coming up. It's when they're random or they break up your plans, you know, that they're frustrating. Right. And I also kind of have that attitude to sudden plans like with side projects or like anything else. It's rare for me to, you know, for someone to be like, hey, we should grab coffee. And I'm like, sure, this afternoon, you know, that's not really how I tend to work because I've already got that day framed in my mind. And sometimes even that whole week, if I know it's a busy one, then I just don't have any space in that week because I've already thought ahead. One thing I wanted to say that happens to me in my weekly plan is I try and plan to do most things Monday to Thursday because I find, or at least the important things, because if I find I haven't done the important thing by the end of the day Thursday, it's unlikely that it's going to get done. Like Friday is just not as a productive day for me. It's kind of like a wrap-up day where I'm trying to like finish loose ends and things before the end of the work week. Also in my side project, I'm trying to finish a video before the weekend to post it. So I try and make sure I focus on the important things first and leave Friday as that like loose ends day to do all the smaller things. Don't leave the big thing to start until Friday. Um, that yeah. just is not setting yourself up for success, really. Yeah, that's a very good point. I find that if the, the longer I leave the important thing, the more anxious I get in the back of my mind, right? Because you're leaving yourself less and less time. Like if you start on Monday, you've got four days to get this done. But if you start on Thursday, you're only giving yourself a day, which, you know, that, that can be pretty stressful. But I think this comes around to a good thing to talk about, which is, you know, you need to have some motivation. And I think that can really be a killer in the weekly planning as well, where, you know, maybe you are really good at planning and you plan your entire week. You've got all your goals written down. You've got your tasks written down. You know exactly what you need to do. And then it comes around to the time to do it. And maybe you don't have the motivation. I mean, that's definitely happened to me before. Yeah, definitely happened to me too. The calendar actually used to really help me with that. Like obeying the calendar essentially so whatever it said that I was supposed to be doing at that moment that's what I would do oh 10 30 time to exercise right let's go to the gym you know so that's why it's a real problem for me that I started ignoring my calendar <laughs> because that was what was motivating me to actually get it done so I'm gonna have to yeah have to try and get that back somehow but I do think that scheduling things is making a promise to yourself yeah and it's not just saying oh at some point today I'm gonna do this you know, you've put it in a calendar, you've scheduled it, you're going to get a notification when it's time to do it. And so that has really helped me in in pushing through and, and being motivated to get something done. I think where my issue is, is that maybe my things were too recurring and not specific enough. So where it just said exercise, right? Uh, you know, maybe I needed to put in, okay, today you're doing yoga. Okay, today you're doing weights. Um, I think that'll be the thing I need to do to, to help me get back to that. Yeah. What I want people to know, really, when it comes to motivation, is that you just absolutely cannot hang around waiting for it to strike, because what if it never does? Mm -hmm. um, you've got to do something about it, basically, um, to encourage it to happen and put yourself in a situation 
where you can get motivated. And sometimes that just means starting to do the thing. I don't know about you, Fem. What do, what do you find with this? Uh, yeah, I I can definitely be one of those people that procrastinate to the last moment. And sometimes I actually really thrive under that last moment pressure, but it's not a guarantee, right? It's not always reliable. There's a big risk that it's not going to work out. But I, I definitely have had the odd occasion where I've really thrived under that last minute pressure and managed to actually do something you know really solid and really good. But ideally, you give yourself enough planning to you know give yourself that that wiggle room, that leeway, so you're not doing things so last minute. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to motivation, it can be really hard. Like you said, just waiting around for it to strike is not super reliable, at least in my experience. So what I try to do, this is when I actually get really thorough with my bullet journal is, you know, maybe I have to do something that is is quite a big task. You know, it's looming. It's, I'm like, oh gosh, it's so much effort to start it. You know, what do they say? It's like, I don't know, maybe I'm making this up, but I, I've heard something of like, you know, writing a talk is like, 80% of the hard work is trying to start. And then once you start, the last 20% is writing it and it's the easy part. It's kind of like that, right? We've got this big thing that you know you have to do. And, you know, starting is the hardest part. But once you start, it's fine. And you just have to overcome that hurdle. So what I do is I'll take my bullet journal and see that looming task. And instead, I'll try breaking it down into smaller things, smaller achievable things. And that way, as I'm going throughout my day, you know, I, I'm working on all of, all of these little subtasks and I'm feeling productive and I'm feeling good and I'm getting them done and I'm, I'm working my way to the next thing. And that for me can help keep me motivated and keep me working towards the goal. Yeah, love that. Um, Lucia left a comment about this in response to your question asking like, you know, what disrupts your week? Um, she said, I seem to lose motivation as soon as it's later than I want it to be, which I feel oh, so hard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, I'll start at eight. Ah, oh, damn, it's 8.06. I missed it. But bigger, if I don't start in the morning so it can become a full day of getting things done, I just can't start later. The day is ruined. I often have this attitude too. Yeah, definitely within days, but also within, it can spill over into weeks mm -hmm. where if I have a bad Monday, then I'm like, oh, this week is terrible. I'm not getting anything done this week. It's only been one day. Like there's plenty of time to turn it around. So what I've had to like learn to do, and then I think I could switch to like doing it on a daily basis too, is, um, you know, each day I say, okay, that was yesterday. Wasn't very productive. Was, you know, pretty terrible day. Let's leave it behind us. Let's try to have a better day today. And maybe myself and Lucia as well, and anyone else struggling with this, could even take that hour by hour. Like, okay, so 8 a.m. to 9, you didn't get done what you wanted to. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. It's 9 o'clock now. Let's start fresh. What can you do now to, to make it a good day? Um, I think yeah. that as motivated people, as people who put a lot of pressure on ourselves, we can often feel like we're failing, I guess, if we don't meet our plan exactly. And that's why I think another reason why I tend to just ignore my calendar is because I'm like, oh, I haven't done it. I'm just going to pretend it doesn't exist. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I'll feel better about myself. But we need to cut ourselves some slack sometimes and um, just forgive ourselves for, I don't know, not meeting the plan in the past and, and don't let it ruin the potential of what we could achieve later on that day, you know? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I have this all the time too. I actually had this a couple of days ago when I wanted to 
start something at 8 a.m. and I couldn't get started until 8.15. And I was just really frustrated, you know. I was just really like, oh, I really wanted to start this at 8, 15 minutes later now. Oh, and I was all, you know, huffed and puffed about it. And I was like, is it even worth starting now? Because now I only have 45 minutes left to do it instead of an hour. You know, maybe I should just not do it, use this time for something else and try to do this again another time. You know, you kind of have a bit of a battle with yourself. And in, in the end, I just was like, whatever, I'm here now. I've showed up. It's quarter past eight. I've lost the 15 minutes. Who cares? Let's get on with it. I think that's the same attitude that you just have to have, right? Like you were saying, you know, well, it's nine o'clock, start now. You know, who cares what the time is? Put the time into or put the effort into whatever available time is that you have. I think that's the more important thing and the thing to focus on. Yeah, totally. Exactly that. I don't, I don't know why it's so hard for us as you know, people who do a lot of things to fall over at this point because it seems like we should, of all people, just be able to like move on and like get on to the next thing. But yeah, I think it is because we put pressure on ourselves, like you said, and we like had it in our mind that we had this amount of time to do something. So it's really frustrating when it doesn't turn out that way. But we can't let that stop us from doing it at all, basically. I'm curious to know from you, Femme, at the start of the week, because I know you said you don't do your like weekly spread in the bullet journal anymore, but do you think about, okay, like these are the things I need to get done this week um, and then schedule them on, on different days, whether it's in your calendar or just writing them in a day on your bullet journal, or do you kind of take each day as it comes? I kind of have awareness of what I need to get done and I kind of use other signals as to when I know things are due, like... For example, the way that I use email in my inbox is like anything in my inbox is a to-do task kind of thing. And so I know when I open that, that I'm committing to doing some of those tasks. And I kind of have structured it in a way where I, I know when it's due. So, you know, I'm a very heavy user of the kind of snooze feature of, of email. So like I'll snooze it to when I know that it's due and then I have to give action to it. So that's kind of one way where I'm like kind of taking it as it comes. I see the email pop back up again. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. I need to do that today or I need to do that this week. And then I'll go ahead and, and do whatever that task is. So I'm more of that kind of person where I kind of have, have a general sense of what's going on and have these cues to kind of help remind me of like, oh yeah, now it's time to do that thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, cool. Because I, um, I feel like I personally wouldn't get, I don't know, wouldn't be moving my projects forward if I didn't think week by week what I needed to get done uh, and have that written down. Just because I think if I don't do that, I tend to focus on smaller tasks maybe that are easy to accomplish within a day. Right. And think less about the things that take longer, basically. And uh, yeah, I'm going to spread out across my week. We've been talking mostly, well, actually, I'm saying we. Apart from the meetings thing, I have been talking mostly about my side projects and planning the week for that. I do something a little bit different for work in that I write up a, a list of the tasks I'm planning to work on that week in Basecamp so my team can see them. We have like a shared project, you know. Do you do things differently at work or as in personal stuff? Is there, is there a difference for you? No, not really. We don't have any kind of base camp or Trello equivalent, which I know, which shocking. still shocks me. Yeah. <laughs> it, it still shocks me as well. I tried to use Asana, I think it is, for a little bit. Asana, yeah. Yes. But because I've been so out of touch with having this kind of tool after a year and a half of not having that, I really struggled to get back into it. 
So I, I set it all up and, you know, created these little cards for my little projects and had like to do column and done or whatever in progress. And I just couldn't get in the the habit of using it. So I think it's about two weeks stale now since I've, I've been to it. So, you know, it's really one of those things you got to keep up to date pretty regularly. So no, it's actually no different. I use my bullet journal for both work and personal. Actually, lately I've been using it more for work stuff. I tend to leave my bullet journal on my desk at the office. So it's, it's mostly the same actually yeah not that different hmm, interesting um i wonder i wonder if other people have that as well i'd love to hear if people felt like reaching out to us on twitter just like a mid-show plug for that here yeah. at design life fm tell us if you treat your weekly plan differently for work to do the side projects yeah i wonder also how freelancers do this because then there's uh you know how do you make that separation between work and personal life when it's that line is a little bit more blurry as a freelancer yeah curious to hear those people's perspective you know one thing I do want to say about planning for the week and you know thinking ahead of time what it is I need to get done is it can help me switch off more on the weekends if I've managed to at the start of the week plan what it is I need to do like what what I need to do to be a successful week what do I need to get done what are the tasks I need to do plan them out do them on the days that I say I'm going to do them on if I've done them all by the weekend, I'm like, great, I can have a weekend of relaxing. Um, whereas before I used to think more holistically about my week, I would kind of just work every day, not necessarily on my day job, but on my side project stuff, just because every day felt like a chance to do something, which obviously it is, but um, relaxing is important too. So that's been another benefit for me of planning my week is allowing myself to relax more because I've seen no, no, at the start of the week, you told yourself that this is all you needed to do and that this is what it would take for it to be a good week. You've done it, so cut yourself some slack and take a few days off. Yeah, it's like treating yourself or rewarding yourself. And that also actually brings up a good point of making time to plan the fun things too, you know, not just the the work productive things. Like, you know, we have in, in our calendar every second week date night, you know, and that's in the calendar. It's scheduled. We always know that it's there. We take turns organizing it. And I think it's important to have things like that also planned because you got to make time for it. Otherwise you're just going to fill it with something else, you know? Yeah, totally. That That is a thing that if you don't schedule, just like with meetings, if you don't block out time in your calendar, then something <laughs> else will come along. Um, so it is, yeah, it is really important. I like that you schedule a date night too. That's really cute. Oh yeah. Thanks. Okay. Well, I think that wraps it up for weekly planning. I, I definitely have taken a few things away from this episode myself in terms of wanting to get a bit more organized and structured in terms of the week ahead. I know that I have the recurring things and I think I kind of use that as an excuse to feel like, oh yeah, my week is planned. Like I've got those recurring things in there, but I I do feel like I could be a little bit more intentional with thinking more big picture of, you know, what are the things I'm trying to achieve and what are the small things I can do this week to get me closer to those things? And where can I find or, or make those pockets of time and schedule that in so that I know that that's what I'm going to be working on. Like what you do, for example, with, um, you know, your, your side projects, like, you know, Monday is this, Tuesday is this. I would like to get a bit better at doing that and actually being a bit more thoughtful about what I'm going to work on that day. Yeah, love that. And I, for sure, my main takeaway is that 
I, I think I need to start fresh with my calendar and like delete those recurring things that I have that I'm not paying attention to currently. Let him go. Yeah. Let him go. Let him go. Yeah. Wait until I'm back, um, which is not going to be until mid-February, back in London, back in my regular space, like <laughs> able to have a regular routine again and set up mm-hmm. some new ones then and like promise myself that I'm going to commit to them, you know. Um, yep. And maybe think of an alternate plan as well for when I'm away, like an alternate weekly schedule when um, I'm traveling. Sounds like a good plan. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to this episode. If you've been listening, the next episode we're going to be recording is going to be about design systems. So if you have any questions about design systems or things you'd like us to touch on while we talk about this topic, then you can head to our Twitter, which is at designlifefm, and you can send us a tweet there with your question. Yeah, we'd love to love to hear your thoughts on them. I know they've been a super hot topic in the design industry of late. We've talked about them in relation to a couple of conferences last year, late last year about that. So yeah, it'd be good to discuss because I have made I have made progress on one for ConvertKit's marketing site. So I'm excited yeah. to share about that. Cool. I can't wait to hear. Well, good chat, fam. Um, if anyone listening enjoyed this, if you enjoyed hearing it, then we'd really appreciate you heading over to Apple Podcasts and leaving us a review. It really helps us get the show in front of more people. So give it a rating, five stars preferable, but, you know, be honest. <laughs> and uh, leave a review telling people why you like listening to the show. We would we would love to see those. Well, I'll see you next totally. week, fam. All right, bye-bye. Bye.